0: Faja, can you hear me? Oh, yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> there <laughs> it is. There it is. Get Good. in there. Who's a uh, Who's sponsored seven on seven this year? Dude, I don't think anybody is. <laughs> I was, uh, almost grabbed this She <laughs> like this and just wasn't right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah,
0: because we just got the – so that's next week. Uh, We just got the paperwork and whatnot, everything we got to fill out, insurance, rosters, et cetera. We have to bring our own jerseys. There's no, uh, like, stuff, no jerseys, shorts, socks, cleats, Gloves. None of that's being given to the kids, really. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what happened or if this is still post like COVID ripple effect or what. But I don't even know if there is a naming sponsor. I think it's just the we're back to the early 2000s days of just the state seven on seven tournament.
1: But for sure, like no new jerseys, no new shorts or like issue shorts. Nothing. Kids get no gear. So whatever you wore, the SQT—that's what you're wearing there.
0: Mm-hmm. And they sent out the. That was that sucks, dude. I know. I mean, because, but it was getting a little out of hand. But the kids loved it. It's like Texas. It was... Nothing is out of hand. Nothing's <laughs> t- nothing's too big.
1: That's uh, frustrating.
0: Yeah, they're they're not doing the like where teams get the jerseys or anything. Got to wear these shorts. They're not doing anything, any of that. They actually sent um, a rules list of what the specs on the jerseys have to be. So there
1: has to be a number on the front and the back. Hey, we're not going to issue you any jerseys here, but make sure it looks exactly like this. Make sure you pay your <laughs> money uh, to do this. And that. that's bull. Exactly. So, I mean, it that is what it is. me off.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I mean, I mean, I didn't
1: get anything out of it, obviously, from, right. like, from like a apparel standpoint. But like those kids were so excited whenever they were like, that's not like all they wanted, but like, it was a but big part of it, making it. It made that if it was a four-hour drive, it made those four hours that much easier of a drive, knowing that you're about to get swagged out. Hundred like a lot of those kids, like I mean, depending on where you're at, but like have never experienced that before. For like, sure. Okay, hey, here's this, like Oprah. Boom, boom, boom. Exactly. Boom. Hey. He was
0: even, and who knows what it'll be like when we get down there? If there will be booths or things set up, like a, a clinic or something. But, um, I do know that that was something that the kids. Every year always loves. And they, and none of the guys, a, a lot of the kids that are going this year, the vast majority of them won't have ever experienced that because they didn't get to play last year. Yeah. You know, even mm-hmm. if they, the only ones you're looking at that would have, would have been some stud that was playing seven on seven, you know, leading into his sophomore mm. year. Wow. So
1: that's tough. It, it sucks too because like, I don't want to say it, it's an excuse, but, like, I've seen a lot of, like, well, you know, post-COVID, you know, we can't do it. Well, at what point is a lot of stuff becoming an excuse because you just don't want to do it? It would have been hard to do it. It would have been the, the exact same. Um, it would have been just as hard three years ago to put it on for other reasons. But Now we have, right. a, we have a great excuse, you know, uh, COVID, uh, it just makes it too hard we can't do it right now. Yeah, so and cop I know out. that.
0: I know that there was some um... no
1: disrespect to to COVID. Right, I, <laughs> un- I understand. <laughs> right, but still, like, dang, that sucks for the kids, man. And I
0: but I think that I think there was some other behind the scenes kind of stuff because Adidas sponsored that thing for so long. Yeah, and I this is purely speculation. I don't. I can't prove or confirm any of this, but a lot of I think that contract ran out mm-hmm. during that window, and there was God. never a new one added or agreement come to or anything like that. Or Adidas may have just been like, bro, we spend so much money down here. We're done. But who knows? Uh, Because Adidas, that long-term deal came at like the height of Adidas kind of taking over the high school jersey market Mm -hmm. for two or three years, making those those collegiate-level uniforms affordable for high schools. So it made a lot of sense, and I just don't know if that's –
1: I don't Dude, know if it's no, feasible anymore. I, I know of some schools, I'm not going to name, but like, I know of some schools that qualify, like smaller ones too, that would qualify for the tournament. And because they were giving all those cleats, like every kid had to use cleats, that happened to be the same year that they were getting new jerseys that summer and decided to go Adidas just so they can match everything. Exactly. So like, I, I mean, I, maybe it did cost and maybe they did lose money, but like, I feel like that's like an easy way to get yourself sponsored. Not saying they need help, but like... I mean, that's a perfect example as to, like, oh, we can get them all cleats, these smaller schools, they want to match it all up and be Adidas, you know, head to toe, let's do it. Mm-hmm. That sucks, man. Yeah.
0: But at the end of the day, I'm just glad we're getting to play because sure. yeah, I yeah. think it, you know, I am a big seven-on-seven seven guy f- because of the growth that can allow you to have, from a skill player standpoint, in your offense. <clears throat> yeah, um, I did see some Twitter rants as the qualifying tournaments kind of came to an end, some Twitter rants about, You know, throwing those underneath slants right into the back of the right guard's head, and, you know, or the two handed underhand pass on like third and one and whatnot. Yeah. And I get all that. um, But to me, the things that actually bother me more about the game is a quarterback that takes a snap and there's no drop. He throws it like from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You know those type of things. When you're when you're trying to do something to convert third and one so you can continue to drive, I think it is what it is. Is if you're getting eighty percent of your plays run from like a full concept standpoint, yeah. what it would look like in the fall, I think you're doing pretty good getting something out of
1: it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I mean, I think you can always find something to complain about when it comes to that type of stuff. I mean, it, it could it be worse. worse.
0: We could be playing defenses that have eight out there like, like okay. you've done before.
1: Could, could be doing that. Could be doing that too. Playing a little eight on seven. Absolutely. Yeah, it makes the quarterback better. That's for sure. <laughs> Think straight. <laughs> Normally, this zone right here is open. Nah, it's, now you got to thread it. <laughs> you really got to thread the needle there. So uh, now it's a half window. So better, you better staff that thing and yeah. side arm it. So um, anyway, seven on seven. What else is going on? Um, when is the tournament again?
0: next uh small schools will play thursday friday,
1: college station still big yeah, schools man. will play
0: friday saturday so twenty four through the twenty sixth gotcha college Station's cool.
1: really cool I'm sure Jimbo will be out there watching. i highly doubt it, hopefully no fights this time right um good stuff what else so on seven what um, about um
0: so the s m u mega camp is over
1: apparently it was like huge success like well you you were there i wouldn't i mean I mm-hmm. wasn't there, you were there, but like I don't even want to say a number because it's probably going to be exaggerated. But like tons of kids were apparently there throughout. What was it? it two was,
0: days? Uh, it was three days, three days. I think. I think it was yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It was a the very final high number, number. Final number I heard um, was thirty six hundred kids registered. Wow. Um, and then there was sixty five coaching staffs represented. Um, wow. Here is what I'll say. Moving forward. I think that that was great for, there's a certain niche of athlete or recruit that that's really good for. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving forward, I will be more apt to encourage our kids to go to camps that they either have a a relationship directly with or is hosted by a school. Because 3,600 kids... Even yeah. spread out over eight sessions, it's really, really easy to get lost in the shuffle. Saw a lot of depending on who you were, saw a lot of if I'm a quarterback, throw a ball, stand around for eight minutes.
1: Well throw yeah. Ball. And I feel like that's how like a like a lot of the camps are becoming nowadays. Like and, and I've told my quarterbacks before too, like I'm not saying you need to, you need to be rude or mean or disrespectful, but like if you just sit back there and you're not assertive, like you'll sit, sit back there for 10 minutes watching another quarterback. Just get the next rep and get the next rep. So, like, if you're going to go, you better go. And I tell all of them, text me where you're going because maybe I know somebody, you know, either at that school or at one of the 25 schools because it's a mega camp exactly. uh, that I know. And I can say, hey, I don't know if you're going to be at the camp, but if you know somebody on your staff that's going to be there, please tell them this is my guy, go watch them. Otherwise, you're right. It's like, is it really worth standing six hours um, for two reps? Absolutely not, in my opinion.
0: I 100% agree, and that's the biggest thing is that if if you can't find a way to make that connection ahead of time, yeah, hey, so and so, my guy's gonna be there, or oh, I know that coach, mm-hmm. we've been talking. You can't do that. I mean, yeah, you're just giving you're giving a Division one football program money. That's L- all you're doing, literally.
1: And like, I think it's really hard to just because I don't know. I think every coach is different. Um, obviously with how transparent they are to each kid. But like, it's also hard to be like, Hey, I mean, you can advise them. Hey, I, you know, I think I would do this and that, but I think where I'm going to start getting a little bit more, um, aggressive, I'll say is offering my advice as far as, Hey, if it's a division two kid for sure, division two kid, um, at best FCS. And he's like, Hey, I'm going to a camp. uh, is it a mega camp? No, it's not a mega camp. Got it. Um, where's the camp at? It's at OU, so it's just OU. Uh huh. Okay. Are you driving there? Yeah, I'm driving there. Cost money, cost money. Don't go do it. Hundred percent. Like, and, and that's not me like saying, "Hey, screw your dreams. You're a terrible player. You can't go play at OU." But like, it's just being real, like realistic. There could be a camp at um, Sam Houston that same day. Uh, you don't have an offer from them. And then you go crush it, and then boom, there's your big offer, and and then you know kind of go from there. But like, you know, have dreams, but be realistic at the same time, and don't be scared to kind of tell those kids that. And it's easier said than done, for sure. That's
0: a that's the hard line to toe. Is yeah. you know, you want the kids to have goals and and aspirations and dreams to and things to go chase. But at the end of the day, genetics and statistics, they are what they are and we have to be willing and we have to be in a place as coaches to have those conversations of like look I know what you want to do yep but the feedback I'm getting and the feedback you're telling me you're getting says that that's a little bit out of our
1: reach correct
0: yeah you know and yes you'll have those you'll have those outliers that um I can't even think of the kid's name he transferred he transferred into Baylor but he went to a division 3 Mhm. And then walked on at Baylor. Okay. And ended up earning a, st- a spot in the starting lineup and ended up getting brought in by the Toronto Raptors. And that was a kid that only had division 3 opportunities coming out of high school. Sure. Those stories exist. Yeah. Not very often.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> and like and I'm not saying just for clarification, I have told kids before uh, in that same scenario, "Hey, I'm going to an OU camp." Um, and I've said, yes, here's why digging into it more, that kid specifically had never been to a P five school in his life, realized he wasn't going to OU to go play, but just simply wanted to go to a big time camp, have the experience, go be on campus. Hey man. Yeah. If that's the case, uh, go enjoy it, go embrace it. What I'm referring to is the kid that's like, Hey coach, here's my, uh, Excel sheet of, uh, uh, my camp schedule, my tour uh, that I'm going on here. And it's, um, and like, and we all know, you know, again, this is just uh, figuratively speaking, but this kid is a division two kid, FCS at best. And it's Baylor, OU, Bama, Tennessee. It's like, dude, like, like, I, I appreciate and respect the fact, I like that you, you know, took the time to plan this out and took ownership of it. You or your dad or your mom, but like, Man, help me help you.
0: Yeah, let's sprinkle in a little bit of reality. You want to go see Bama? Awesome. Why don't we go check out SFA? Absolutely,
1: yeah, go be a lumberjack. You know, go check it out. Nacogdoches.
0: That's what, and the camp circuit was so, I think it was still pretty new when I was in high school. Um, yeah. But went to a UTEP camp because, kid I knew, had some connections to the, some coaches there. Hey, come with me. Blah blah blah. Went to a, a Texas State camp because a couple of my high school buddies were going. and felt like FCS might be just yep. at the at the top of that reach. Might be able to sneak in there. Um, but all those told me going to that UTEP camp and UTEP is a G five school. Like yeah. you know, all it told me is like okay. There's no shot. It's a confirmation of sorts, right? I wanted to yeah. go like that kid, have the experience. But if I'm going to go play <clears throat> ball at that level, I'm, I got a lot of work to do and I'm going to have to walk on. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so the preparation mentally was there. I learned something. I got something out of the experience. But, you know, I don't think that when I was in high school, I don't even think when you were in high school, man, kids are camp crazy these days.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, like I said, I mean, they're coming out with, you know, on Twitter, excited to announce, you know, here's my camp tour that I'm doing. Check it out. Coaches, you know, check me out, follow me on on the tour. Like, who are you, Drake? Like, (laughs) what's going on here? Um, and And again, I mean, a lot of it, too, it's just... That's just part of the social media part of it and how the kids are nowadays. Yeah, I mean it's
0: a lot of that is kids being kids. The thing that I thought was interesting is Coach O, um, who is very respected from a recruiting standpoint, yeah. as you know Trust my eyes. Exactly. Yeah. Like Where, you know, the the state does a lot of the inline recruiting push and there's so much validity to that. But Coach O is a guy that is not going to lie, oversell he does it the right way. Exactly. And here's a guy who works these camps who who gets a lot of his business through these camps, telling kids, "Chill, Mm -hmm. four, maybe five, no more."
1: Sure. Like
0: because these are also the same people that have the select seven on seven teams that do it the right way. Him and uh, Coach Flight are constantly talking about you will not skip a high school team function to come to this. Yeah. You will not. And, and these are guys that go work these camps with these college coaches and they're even saying, Hey, chill out. Yeah. So it's just funny to me to see like from when I was in high school to now, how much that has become like a mandatory aspect of recruiting, which is fine. Cause there is a lot of validity and exposure in going to these things for guys that, you know, feel that they have gone unnoticed or, Slept, slept on. on, yeah, for yeah. sure. But you have to do it with the understanding. We've had kids, had a kid tell me today that he had his like camp schedule and whatnot. He was supposed to go to camp next week, and he's like, I'm going to go on the visit, and then that's it. He said, because my I'm tired. You yeah. know, and The harsh reality is, is that even at 16, 17 years old, your body can only take so much. Sure. And driving all over the state, every third day is taxing. Yeah. So, um, but it is, it's something that's become a mainstay in recruiting and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. So we've just got to do a better job. I think of coaching the kids through the process. Yep. Um, and I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how you start that conversation, but it is something that we probably need to look at coming up with kind of a starter dialogue of setting these dates Understanding mm-hmm. the why, understanding where you want to go, yeah. And if you don't have an idea, diversify. Go to an FCS. Go to a G5. If you want to try out a pre- P5, cool. But go places that are at different levels, get different experiences. Yeah. But don't go to 15.
1: Yeah, and I think that's important. Uh, is just because I'm not saying don't go to camps. Go to camps. Because I mean, I think when it comes to everything in life, I say all the time, adapt or die. And so if they're offering it, yeah, for sure, go. You want to make a schedule? Yeah, make a schedule. Be organized. What I'm saying is is be realistic with that schedule. A thousand percent. And when it comes to, like, Coach O and those guys, I think, we're, I think where they're smart and where they do a great job is, like, what you alluded to and, and we're talking about in regards of, um, you know, hey, you will never train with me. And while you're training, you're also currently missing something, school function. Because I think that also, and they're smart, they know – that that also is gaining their respect from Texas high school coaches, which by far I would say is the biggest um, association in in the world, the the tightest bond of coaches from just like a state-to-state perspective. And so um, way better chance as a coach to be like, oh, well, if my kid is going to train with somebody, I would really like him to train with a guy that gets it like that to where he's not going to pull my kid away from a school function. So it's absolutely. a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win. So I I respect that, and you know, like On that you said,
0: like, how do you feel about your kids traded with outside
1: coaches? I mean, in in regards of quarterbacks, I don't absolutely not. Not because I'm saying that I'm like better. So exactly, that's exactly what he is saying. I'm literally not with saying that at all. I never
0: understanding that. that he's not wrong. Okay.
1: It's not, it's not, accurate. I, I don't, I'm never that guy that says um, what I say is right, but it's a philosophy that I'm going to teach the rest of the year. So I don't want my, my position group kids, uh, to go learn a different philosophy. Um, and then have to relearn. So that one's easy. No, absolutely not. Um, footwork and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Go like go do ladders and all that type of stuff. I'm cool with that. Um, so, but aside from quarterback, if I'm, if I'm a head coach or, um, even, you know, like a coordinator and, and I can kind of oversee my offensive guys and say, well, I don't want my receiver coaches going to this guy. Um, honestly, I kind of leave it up to the position coach and and, and I really want to give that guy a chance because I do think it is good um, for the most part for kids to go be coached by somebody else. You know I mean? There's pros and cons to, to both. I think it's, I think you can be very um, uh, monotonous to be with the same guy hear the same voice and you know, it's almost like your dad is sitting there telling you the same thing he's been saying it for, for a year and then this other guy says the exact same thing and you're and then you know you're driving home with your son and your son's like yeah he told me this and like god he's so smart and you're like i've been saying that for 2 years <laughs> exactly uh, they just tend to listen different so i think again the easy answer is as long as it doesn't conflict philosophically with what and you know schematically all that type of stuff with what we're trying to do absolutely go train with them, you know, but I think it's important too that you as a coach at least have an idea who the trainer is, meet the trainer, um, you know, just to make sure there's a relationship there.
0: Yeah. Full disclosure, both of us at different points have worked with kids that go to, or are part of other programs. Yeah. Um, But one of the things that we were conscious of through that process is that we wanted that coach to know whoever that high school coach was, whoever that was, we wanted them to know that this is my intention. This is what Mm -hmm. my goal is. Does it conflict or align with what your goals are for this person within your offense? Yeah. You know, and that's, it's something that I've talked about with other people before. And it's something that I think is just a foundational piece of how we move in the professional workplace. But, Simple communication can alleviate a lot of these hesitancies, frustrations, anxiety. Yeah. We can take care of a lot of those issues by having a conversation. Yeah, And if you're willing to do that, then I think you're right. Let that guy go be, you know, let that be a new voice for your kid to hear. And the flip side of that is who's limited by the governing body of the UIL on how much they can work with a kid? Uh, we are
1: right. If right. you're
0: their coach, you can only do so much at certain times of the year. Yep. Guess who's not that guy over there. Mm-hmm. So if you have that communication, Hey, you're going to get to spend 90 minutes every other day or twice a week with him. Can we f- work these type of techniques or these type of progressions into that activity? Can you make sure that those, that's the focus for the next few weeks for this kid. Awesome that guy gets to continue to do what he does. The kid's hearing it from a different voice, but he's continuing to progress in the way that we want to see him progress. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point too, because when you really dive into it, the only times I've ever been pissed off about that topic is whenever, and never at the trainer, right? But I've been pissed off about that topic whenever, for example, there. I did not know that kid was training. He didn't tell me, right? I find out maybe a week later, let's say we have seven on seven that day, that kid shows up and that kid's like, man, my legs are dead. I'm like, well, hold on. Like we purposely did not do much in the weight room or in conditioning the last two days because we knew we had this seven on seven uh, tournament or game today. So like, I mean, we didn't, we didn't increase your max. So, like what's going on here? Oh, what well, you know, my, I trained with my trainer and, and it was, it was a pretty tough day that's not the trainer's fault. Like if I would have had a relationship with, with that trainer, cause the kid told me I could have, Hey, here's a schedule by the way, just so you know, Hey, we got a tournament, you know, this week and this weekend. Now the trainer knows, Oh, out of respect for, for what you got at your school. Um, we're supposed to do this. It's going back off. It's go ahead and do some more walkthrough technique stuff. That way. Now you're fresh for your actual school event. And I feel like that doesn't, doesn't happen a lot.
0: I would say almost, Hardly ever never happens. Yeah.
1: And it's just as much on the kid. You know what I mean? I mean, just for him to be, you know, it's like that. Um,
0: never you never want to deter a kid like from trying to go get better. You never want to deter a kid from that. Yeah, it's just two be ways. a pro
1: be a pro. Exactly. Be a pro. Like if know how wanna, to take care if, of yourself.
0: If if you want to do all of these things that are next level pro mentality, you gotta have a pro plan, you gotta have a pro work ethic. Absolutely. You have to do all those things. Because like you said, it's It's not that guy's fault. All he knows is that you called him, let's train this time, 90 minutes, hour, whatever it is. He has no other idea. Now, could he? Sure. But it's on the kid to communicate, to have those conversations. I know personally a lot of the things that I've ever done working with other people's players is I don't know. If I don't know what their schedule is, I'm not your conditioning coach. Mm. I'm not your track coach. I'm not your speed coach because I know speed coaches are out there. Yep. We are working to get you better at receiver. We're working better to get you improving in these certain techniques. Yep. So that's what we're going to do when, when we do something it's intentional. It's, it's just like you see those, those guys that go to the weight room, those bodybuilders or those professional power lifters. And they're in there for like hours because they, they, they value and they understand mm-hmm. the importance of the rest just as much as the work. Yep. And that's not to say that if I train a kid, it's going to be for three hours. That's to say that we're going to work within that 60 to 75, 90-minute window intentionally. My job is not to make you tired. That's not good work. That's just conditioning. Sure. It's to get you better at XYZ or one, two, three, whatever these skills are, that you can then go and transition and see correlate into your 7-on-7, seven seven, your 11-man, things of that nature. But all of that is predicated off of two things. Me understanding the high school coach side yep, or from a conversation that has to exist somewhere in that phase right. of beginning to train with an outside source.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's communication like it always is. It's communication between the high school coach, um, the trainer, um, the parents of the, you know, of the trainee. It's all, it's all important. Um, and and I think a lot of the times too, it's one of those things to where sometimes it's just not going to work out with that trainer. You know what I mean? And, and whether the kid recognizes it or not, then you have to have that conversation as your coach with those parents. Um, and, and that's just purely, hey, here's what I advise you. Do whatever you want at this point because you're the parents. You know what I mean? For but, sure. But, I mean, I've had a kid before too. I think this is very important. I've seen it happen a lot. Um, I've seen it be respected, and I've seen it be disrespected or disregarded. I had a kid one time that I was training. Um, we started training, I think, at the very end of his seventh grade year. And this kid is a current Division I um, quarterback. And um, knew he was going to be great. I mean, he was already, you know – like a 6'3", 7th grader, uh, kind of a freak already. He went 6'3", and he was like one. Right. But anyway, freak. <laughs> um, and so you know, we're training for two years, and and me and those middle school coaches, we had a relationship, and we were good. And we get to the high school level, um, I started noticing things, and, and I did not have a relationship with that high school coach uh, at the very beginning. I started noticing a couple of things that were going on from a mechanical standpoint that I had not taught. And I remember asking him, hey, you know, how are the coaches you know, at the high school now, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, um, it ended up being a situation to where they did not want anybody else to train um, their kid outside of the program. You know, even if they in particular didn't feel comfortable coaching mechanics, they just, I don't know if it was pride or whatever. Like, and I get it, like, that's your program. And so I had to tell the kid, like, hey, man. Me continuing to train you right now is not going to be good because at the end of the day, I am not the one that makes the decision for you to play on a Friday night. It's your position coach, it's your offensive coordinator, and so um, for me to say, "Hey, here's what I believe in. Go ahead and do it," uh, but and then whenever you go back, you know, on Monday, go ahead and do whatever he wants you to do. I'm just screwing the kid over, and so unfortunately, I had to become basically like a just a mentor, you know, mm-hmm. for for the next like three years, hoping that okay, well maybe maybe I can continue back his freshman year in college and then we can continue to go from there. But I think you have to have the respect um, and just the awareness as a, as a coach, you know, on both ends, you know, of the ball there.
0: For sure. And it's, that's a hard thing to do, especially because, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know who it is that you're talking about, but it's a hard thing to do because, I mean, you've had two years to build that relationship with that kid Mm -hmm. and to develop that bond, understand his body and what he needs, what his limitations can be or, or or are currently. And then to have to step away, the pride can be on the other side of like, no, I know that I'm right. Because yeah. 90% of the time, you're going to be right. If if we're target quarterbacks, whatever you say, I'm believing. Thank you. Right? So if that's the case, it's really easy to fall into that trap of, of pride. And, you know, as my man Jay Cole said, pride is the devil. But it's really easy to fall Man, in. Man, <laughs> what a heater. Uh, but it's really easy to fall into that and be like, well, I know I'm right. So he's just this high school guy needs to get on board or get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, but knowing the long term ramifications it'll have on the kid being able to step away, that's one of the reasons those are the type of people you got to look for yeah. whenever your kids are going to go outside of the Absolutely. walls and, and look for training and extra work.
1: I think you got a hold on me. <laughs> Dude. That's like going to be in my head the rest of the day. You're welcome. Um, no, yeah, you're right. And and I mean, so to this year actually, you know, would have been, um, I would have had a quarterback who was training with somebody else. Would have been the first time I've ever had that um, ever happen. And it, it was the first time that I've ever, okay, um, I'm going to try to make this work because they had been together very similarly, Mm -hmm. like for a few years, I think. And so, and I didn't want to just wash that away. For sure. Um, So I was going to try to compromise and kind of meet in the middle. Uh, Hey, what's your philosophy? Here's my philosophy. Um, Why do you do that? Uh, Can you explain it to me? Okay. Uh, This is my explanation of what you just said. Uh, Maybe we can meet halfway. And if we can't, I got to cut you. I'm sorry. But was what, I mean, I was we going to
0: try to compromise, but at the end of the day, I'm right. So I mean, I was I was willing
1: to do that. You know what I mean? But I think I think, again, just to try to you know, emphasize and then in the, in that conversation, I think it's important for both sides of the party to try to eliminate pride, um, have awareness uh, at the end of the day, do what's best for the kid, for the program and for the kid. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't make it easy by any means. Hell no. It's so hard. It's extremely hard. So uh, just just like a lot of decisions are, uh, us as coaches, um, most decisions that you're making for a 16, 17-year-old kid, they're extremely hard. So yeah. very. Um, it's a very low-stress job to be a coach. Said no one ever. Right.
0: So last question. What's the most important job of a coach that has
1: nothing to do with the sport. Well, I think I think it's pretty simple. Do what's best for the kids. I th- I think that's I think I think at the end of the day, like that's what you signed up for. I mean, obviously, like love the game of football. If you disagree here, let me know. But I, I would hope that any coach would say. My ultimate job is to mold men, mold boys into men and to make them eventual great fathers husbands. Uh, yeah, it's a cliche thing, but the reason why it's cliche is because that is true. That is our job. And I think if you pour everything that you can into that one massive bucket, every other bucket below schemes, right all your X's and O's, being a great uh, player, student athlete, well, all that water overflowing that big bucket will just end up flowing into those smaller buckets. But I think that's our ultimate job is to is to mold them into great men.
0: Yeah, I had to. That's not the exact way that I answered the question. Um,
1: okay, but, but it said it. <laughs>
0: but the the overall the overarching theme was was basically that. Uh, got a question that earlier this week that's they said, you know, give me your hypothetical ideal profile of a coach on your staff and the two things I said were as iron sharpens iron mm-hmm. so does one man sharpen another the second thing was at the end of the day whoever that person is we can list out the the, the attributes and the measurables love the game be loyal have great leadership we can list out all of those things but if we're true, to sharpening ourselves through our surroundings, and we love all students within the program intentionally, everything else will come to fruition naturally. There's no need to search for it. There's no need to write it out. We can set those expectations after the fact, but when you lay the foundation, if you do those two things, all of those other things will follow. And the great part about that answer and that approach is it's not measured the same way throughout the locker room. Sure. How you intentionally love kid A doesn't have to be how you intentionally love kid B. Shouldn't be. And exactly, especially as you move through a locker room because needs will be different. Yep. Goals will be different. Strife and struggle will be different. Not all people are
1: created equal. Correct. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, That is such that's such a good point. And I think it's one of those things, too. Um, When it comes to your staff, um, you want to have those, you know, what's the best word for this? Um, Every yin to your yang. Got to. You have to like 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 for me, for example, and I know this is somewhat off of that topic, but for me, um, whenever I look to each staff that I've had so far, that has been great. Like, I know who I am. And, and I'm working on my, my my weak points and whatnot, but, like, I know where I need to have somebody else sharpen me, right? I need to have an O-line coach that's pretty chill and relaxed and calm me down because it's going to help me be better, which is going to now help me be better for the kids, right? I'll do the same thing for that for that coach. I'll give him that energy, right? right. I'll be that gas station of energy for him and, and kind of so on and so forth for each staff. But, um, yeah, I think if you can do that, now you feed into your kids and your kids will always you know coach shaver said something this morning that we were talking about uh position groups and and the coaches that coach him and whatnot and he was like man i naturally see you know those kids take on the personality of their position coach
0: hundred percent i got hundred percent
1: i got hyped and it was like not in a setting to where i could just like jump up and be like yeah (laughs) <laughs> like but, right so it was one of those like intrinsically i was i was high was like yes! mm, that's deep amen um but you know i thought about and i thought about that i'm like you're right and it, and it comes back to what we talked about a few podcasts ago which is coaching it or allowing it you know so if, if you're not if you're not a great father if you're not a great husband right if you don't work your butt off in the office and you don't you know you don't enjoy the football and, and all that type of stuff i can see your kids taking that on as well 100%
0: because that's what they're around. That's the leadership they get yeah. the majority of the time they're in this building. That's who you, they spend the, their most time with. That's how those are the traits that they're going to subconsciously take on. Absolutely. And when it comes to a staff, the other thing I said to that was, you know, we need to meet criteria A, criteria B. you got to have those first. Sure. Yeah. But through that understanding, like you said, with the yin to a lot of to those Yangs, I want to be surrounded by people who have different, we say the word diversity and, and that's so pigeonholed. Oh, they want to be diverse racially. And it's not even that because you may live in an area where that's not feasible, Mm -hmm. but the diversity can come through life experiences and choices that have led to different experiences that I've learned from, I've grown from, and I can pass those lessons on to different kids. Yep. Because I can grow up in the same place as you and make this, And we can both be successful in our past, but I make decisions that lead me on a path that's different from you, which leads to different experiences, different lessons. We come full circle back to the same place. I have a perspective and a viewpoint of things that are completely different from what you went through, but A... We're both intentional in loving the kids that are part of the program, and B, we have a perspective that allows us to pass those lessons on, and that's where your well-rounded programs come from, because it's really easy for whoever's running that program. And again, we give this caveat a lot. Neither of us have done this. We're speaking from the the chair of zero head coaching experience, but it's really I I can understand and sympathize with. It's really easy to hire a lot of like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, yes, they need to be like-minded because you're going to be part of a team, but they don't need to be the same. Right. And if you can consciously approach the building of that from that perspective with that goal in mind, it's only going to further entrench your staff within your team because you're going to have these different perspectives, viewpoints, personalities that all understand the moral compass of the program and the foundational goal of the program, but they got their own little flavor to it. Oh yeah. And kids can find where they fit within that program. (laughs)